0: What a lovely Waitangi day um, my family had. We spent the morning at the beach and the beach was packed. And it was hot. We had a meal at a cafe. We fell asleep in the afternoon. Then we fired up the barbecue and we sat down to watch the cricket in Wellington. And wasn't that fantastic? It was a bit of a surprise though uh, to turn on on the telly and to see everyone rugged up like it was autumn. But then again, I think the cool change was particularly welcome in Nelson with those two terrible fires raging. Perhaps a cold change, the cool change not um, appreciated quite so much at the Phil Collins concert in Hawke's Bay, but there was a cool change for much of the, uh, the country. But it was a lovely night of cricket watching as both the men's and women's cricket teams took a good revenge against the Indians, particularly pleasing to watch the women. Uh, The White Ferns posted a good enough 159 for four. But then, wow, the Indians, by the 12th over, they were at 102 for one. They were cruising. They were spanking us. And in fact, family gave up watching. We were cooking by the stage in the kitchen, and we were listening to the radio commentary. And then the collapse happened And it was riveting. Uh, The final nine wickets falling for just 34 runs. Amazing. We rushed back to the TV. The crowd was in good voice. The cricket was fine. And we thought, wow, what a good thing for women's sport. You know, they really dominated our attention at that moment. It was me and my two sons, three men, watching women's cricket and thinking, this is great. And sharing that big stage, they showed that drama is drama no matter who's playing. Best thing ever for women's cricket. Let's hope we can do this time and time again. Of course, it's happening again. Uh, Auckland uh, tomorrow sold out sold out Eden Park, finally. And uh, women and men playing double double banger. So this is great stuff. And then the men came on and completely conquered. Uh, Seyford had a great opening knock. He was given you know, a surprise place at the top of the innings because Martin Guptill had a back injury. So this young lad took the chance of both hands, scored 84 runs off 43 balls, six sixes. It's Roy of the Rovers' stuff. Dreams come true stuff, and now he's in fine contention for the World Cup. And the Black Caps went on to set a stadium record, and then we skittled the Indians, with Tim Southey in particular looking sharp. So it was lovely, and you know, the whole time watching all this cricket, I noticed suddenly that both the men's and women's teams were playing in a shirt that across the front of it said Alter Both the white ferns and the black caps had swapped out New Zealand, which is always on the front of their cricket shirts, for Aotearoa in commemoration of Waitangi Day. This news had passed me by during the week, and so I was taken by surprise. Apparently it's not the first time they've done this. They did it during a 2015 ODI series against Zimbabwe. But there we are. I went, whoa, look at that. We're Aotearoa now. I thought the shirts looked great. And I sat there and went, I think I like this. And then I started wondering whether New Zealand cricket was brave enough to have the same shirts for the rest of the season and whether they would actually want to go and compete at the World Cup wearing a shirt that did not say New Zealand but Aotearoa. Apparently they're not. This was just for this series. It's because it's over Waitangi Day. But, wow. And the boys liked it too. In fact, the, the shirts led to a conversation because Ben, the 20-year-old, said, Why are we called New Zealand again? Now, him asking that question horrified me, to be fair. So I told him all about Abel Tasman arriving in 1642 and naming us after a province in the Netherlands. And it was priceless to see their faces and hear them asking, well, what on earth has Zealand in the Netherlands got to do with us? And it's a fair point. And it's also a very fair point that Simon Bridges made at Waitangi that we need more New Zealand history taught at schools because my boy didn't seem to know this. Anyway, I told him I have a couple of radical friends, they're not that radical, but a bit radical, who reckon that within 10 to 20 years, we will be called Aotearoa and that New Zealand will be gone and we'll have a new flag. And I asked the boys, does that concern you? And they said, no, not really. Uh, they said it would be sad to lose New Zealand as it was all they'd ever known. Now, I'm not going to start suggesting on this program that we start changing the name of the country or the flag. Anyone who lived through hosting talkback during the flag debate knows that's never going to win friends or influence people. But I am going to say that when you suddenly step aside from your own personal history with the name of the country and the flag and you look at the reasons we made the decisions to be called New Zealand with a particular flag that's got the Union Jack and the Stars on it, you realise that actually it's quite bonkers. And with a new generation coming up that's not as attached to these traditions, and as we, as we realise this history, then perhaps my radical friends are right.